0: Deep underground, the Jelly Belly factory. BB is in her secret laboratory, creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again. Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? Dare to compare. Bean sixth edition. Are you brave enough?
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky.
0: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office.
2: All right. All right. I pull up, you know I be moving, Whooping the
0: foreign and I'm cruising, the money I'm speaking the fluent, all of my business booming, stacking my
1: good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of the mile high pundit podcast uh, i'm your co-host i'm your host joel i'm gonna bring on my co-host here jared as well um jared how you doing
0: uh i'm just excited to finally eat turkey and have a day off from work
1: there you go there you go, there you go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up here. Uh, it is actually tomorrow now that we're, we're recording this. Um, but uh, yeah, on a Wednesday. Um, basically, so we had uh, some Eagle stuff lined up for you guys. And uh, we just had to push back uh, some of those episodes um, due to just some, some scheduling conflicts. Uh, we will be back on that horse. Um, at Sunday. end of the week Sunday uh, Sunday yeah Sunday, recording so. it Sunday yep recording Sunday with uh with Scott McDonald and CeCe Hockley so uh that'll be a lot of fun um we're still going to give you guys a little bit of a, a little bit of a cast here talking about um just some general things going on with the with the Nuggets off season, um as well as the uh Broncos win here against Miami so um but yeah we'll, we'll just get right into it um what are you uh what are you sipping on my friend
0: tonight um i got one of my buddies over from work too um we are both drinking four roses single barrel with pepsi not coke because uh the shell station had a slap and deal on a 24 pack of pepsis for like five bucks so i was like oh wait screw it i mean that's worth it got To take advantage of it, yeah. I mean, we've killed, I, I got some fat tire in the fridge as well, but it's just more of a whiskey night for me,
1: yeah. What, yeah, what about you? Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I've got actually just some good old, uh, just upslope craft lager, uh, out of Boulder. It's actually just called craft lager, it's in a little uh gold container, gold can, and uh, it's smooth. Their, smooth, I- so. their
0: IPAs are really good too. That's for sure. I do like some upslope. Went away from the avalanche this week. They huh? do
1: make a good IPA. <laughs> yep, rolling away from the avalanche, unfortunately.
0: And will you know, say I never you,
1: like to say that.
0: Yeah, but. yeah, and and I will say this is like the first time that um, Joel is actually not in his place in Commerce City. Y'all can't see that, but he's yeah. not even in Commerce City.
1: I'm not uh, actually just yeah went down to the springs to. Uh, see the fam and um just got some good old-fashioned uh you know got some time with them hadn't seen them in a bit and got to some cooking made a pretty decent pumpkin pie um so yeah just gonna you know really excited just to to, (laughs) today hey um yeah just gonna take some time and spend it with the fam and uh yeah it'll be a good holiday season for sure uh it looks like your looks like your uh, your no shape
0: is going well too
1: oh thank you man thank you it is yours as well
0: it's uh, coming in there you no know, i trimmed this up like last week <laughs> i had to bro <laughs> it, it was getting so scratchy and like we have to wear like i have like a certain mask i have to wear at work but I wear, like i work like my spit and chiclets one to work and yeah. like it was just so scratchy i was like i gotta i gotta shave this shit <laughs>
1: for sure it, it gets that way sometimes for me it's like whenever i'm eating and i can actually like you know if there's bits and pieces of food that actually go into the beard that's when you know it's time to get it trimmed a little bit uh you know regardless of the fact that there might be a tasty morsel after dinner um <laughs> you just saving it for, for later
0: bro uh, whatever who cares
1: yeah yeah um but uh but yeah lot, lots of things going on um Especially in just the NBA offseason, with how much of a of a whirlwind that usually is, it was consolidated into about a week and a half. Um, so a really of-
0: quickly, really quickly, before we get into the NBA, yeah, I do want to touch on the fact that Jeff Hoffman was traded from the Rockies today. Oh, really? Yeah, Jeff Hoffman was sent to the Reds for some random. D- I don't know who the hell he is. I just I <laughs> saw it come across my feed. And I was like great he should have been gone two years ago anyways he he's he can't be a six a six guy he can't be a five guy he at best he's a bullpen arm he's a long reliever like chris russin was because yeah what, the thing no one remembers is that russin was actually a starter and then he, he got was moved to long relief mm-hmm.
1: he, and for a little bit when he was starting i mean i remember for a few games i mean he was he was on it Russin.
0: Um, I mean, there there was talks that one year where Russin might actually win reliever of the year because he was posting like a as a long reliever, he was in like a a two or sub two area, and he was just he was mowing everybody down.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the, the loss of Hoffman. I mean, he he was a good pitcher for for what it was worth back in the day. Um, but you just kind of you, you feel like with just the general direction that even just the rockies are talking about with i mean god forbid the the nolan arenado trade to to the dodgers um unfortunately that is not smoke and mirrors i want to say that it is but um yeah it's not a good time to be a rockies fan right now ladies and gentlemen
0: (laughs) not a good time i i mean we we talk about it a lot about the 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 quality that Tim Connolly is. The quality of Joe Sackick.
1: Yeah.
0: And the subpar nature of John Elway and Jeff Breidich. It's so obvious where the ineptitude is in our professional sports teams. And it's just, it's one of those things where I'm like uh, like I was even talking with with, with with my buddy Patrick who earlier was just sitting on the couch drinking and and he gets flack when he just gets when he's like, he, Joe, uh, John O'way not a solid GM. Well, he's not. He's yes, he's an absolute god in Colorado. But as a GM, he is. He he isn't worth his value that he was as a player.
1: Oh, in, in the yeah, past. I mean, I mean he's he's made some some rather some questionable decisions. I mean with the with the Bowman ownership dissolving too, um, it, it does put them in a bit of a bit of a head scratching situation. Um, but I mean, th- that being said, I mean, with, with the Broncos just in general, um, you know, they stopped their two game losing skid. Um, they, they get a Miami team at home. And, and by the way, this was the first time since like the seventies that Miami was favored to win in Denver. Um, just to kind of set the stage here, so um, you know, people thought the Broncos were just going to to be the Denver Broncos essentially and um, sort of give this one away. Uh, obviously, that did not happen. Uh, Broncos came up with a very impressive win, uh, in my opinion one of the one of the best wins of the season. Gets them right back to four and six, um, and, uh, and and yeah, just you saw a lot of things uh from from Sunday's game that that you weren't seeing um all year even. um and I think just to start I mean that's that's kind of what you have to look at going forward here um it's just how well they actually played against Miami
0: yeah and uh, another like really good thing that we that even we had talked about was Melvin Gordon was not really the guy you, that everyone was expecting of him to be when he was brought in. And now he's starting to show that he is, he can be that guy, which is a really good sign. I mean, yeah, I mean, 15 attempts for 84 yards and two touchdowns with the longest run of 25. Yes. He did put the ball on the ground and lose it. That that's fine. We understand it's going to happen, but it, 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 it kept the, they kept the mistakes to a minimum. And you're starting to see Drew Lock really work through his progressions really well. He's not going with the first or second option every time. He's working through the progressions. I mean, uh, across the board, he targeted Tim Patrick eight times, Noah Fant five times, Jerry Judy eight times, KJ Hamler six times. So it, it's spreading the wealth around. Very obviously he's spreading the wealth around. Now, Noah Fant was the most effective receiver in terms of catching the ball when he was targeted, obviously, with, with four receptions on the five targets. But I mean, the the one play that Tim Patrick had where he went off for for sixty-one yards was just phenomenal. It may not oh, result yeah. in a touchdown, but at least it set that, it set up Denver in a spot where they could get something done.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, just with with uh, with how I mean, both of our offensive and defensive lines have been playing Um, against Miami, against Miami, you saw a a resurgence on on both sides of the ball, Um, in my opinion, our offensive line had had their way. With Miami's defensive line, I mean Miami's a good defense, but they're not that good, right? I mean they're 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 middle of the pack. Um, they're six and three, six and four now, um, but they have a winning record because they basically they, they took Tua as a game, uh, Tua Tagovailoa as a game manager, and you know he's still a rookie quarterback. He's still going to make he's still going to make those mistakes. So what I saw from that game. Was just the Broncos' defensive line. I mean, they came away with what six six sacks on the day, eight QB hits. I mean, they were they, they were making it a world of hurt for Tua. And like, I don't care who you are in college; like, you won a national championship with Alabama. That's cool, congratulations. But this is the big leagues, and you're still a rookie quarterback. We saw it with Justin Herbert. How you know stats don't necessarily mean everything when when you're playing i mean it's a good part of why why you win but uh, i mean just going back to the broncos most recent wins you have a guy in drew Locke beating justin herbert you know the league darling uh, as far as the rookie quarterbacks go and now and now tua i mean the broncos defense held tua to 80 80 yards man
0: I mean, and, and that's like really, all you can, and the thing that really stood out to me after when I was watching the game and I saw the final stats after the game, obviously, was that and, and I, I don't remember where, where I saw this tweet, but I saw it, and it was uh, this is like the first time since like 2015 or 16 that Denver has had more than 450 yards and allowed less than 250 in one game. And that's the first time since then. So, I mean, that's obviously encouraging. I mean, 4 of 12 on third down is still not good enough. It's never going to be good enough at that point. Um, the 1 for 2 on fourth down is obviously very encouraging, but I mean, we still... I, I, I still struggle with it was only two offensive touchdowns and Brandon, Brandon McManus was responsible for six of the 20 points
1: yeah i mean that's your mvp right now of this team is mcmanus um but but just watching this game jared um i mean when when you when you were first watching it it was like you know here we go again um first play of the game first drive of the game lock gets picked off Um, we get down into a whole early, uh, you know, very different day as far as that's concerned, but it was after it was, it was the team's response. Um, I I think offensively Scherner actually called a pretty decent game. I like about what happened is when, when you look at it, lock through that first pick, Shermer immediately went into a almost no huddle, uh, very quick up tempo pace, um, playing to Drew Locke's strengths really. I mean, after that, you saw you saw him, you know, pass for two hundred and seventy yards. You saw both Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay get room to run to one hundred and fifty yards a tune. They both had about the same same amount of yards on the same amount of carries. It's just you know Gordon had those touch- touchdowns that you were talking about. And the Broncos, I mean, they could have easily had a very third score. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon fumbled that ball on the one. So that would have been a third touchdown. Only kind of... Uh, just, you know, uh, just with the way that the game was going and um, the Dolphins are trying to get back into it. You know, you definitely don't want to fumble when you're about to score. Um, and then you see Justin Simmons just take the game away at the other end, which was great to see. You know, that's what you want your all pro uh, safety to do. I mean, he picked him up, picked off Ryan Fitzpatrick in the end zone once Miami had benched Tua because they wanted to win the game. And, you know, Fitzpatrick drove him down. And at the end of the day, it was Simmons against Fitzpatrick. And you take Simmons on that, you know, nine times out of 10. And that's the reason why the Broncos, you know, were able to save the win too so just a very very balanced um it, it, you know it was it was good to see really good to see them um just fully put together uh one of their first decent games in a while
0: yeah and i mean an- another thing too is like that I, I don't think really gets talked about a ton um, across the board is, I mean, the the drives where Denver was really really producing were those elongated drives. None of this like two and a half, three and a half minute drives where it's like okay, maybe maybe we're getting something going. It's these extended drives, five minutes, six minutes. It, it, these longer drives are getting. Are getting Denver into those spots where they need to be and I mean their, their first touchdown when they started on their own 27 it was a six-minute drive yeah I mean that alone is that, that at least shows me that okay not only are are they doing what they need to do by getting points they're also being extremely effective with their clock management as well and yeah I mean, like like when 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 the Broncos are up, what seven? When they get the ball back with like seven and a half, almost eight minutes left, right? They're up seven. I I don't want to see this drive where it's two two minutes and thirty eight seconds. You run in five plays and you end up. I mean, yeah, you end up putting the ball on the ground. Yeah. At the, at the same time, you know, Melvin Gordon's put the ball on the ground how many times? Oh, he's
1: fumbled, what, four times in about 100, 100 or so touches it's this
0: year? Something, something stupid like that, exactly. And at that point, your, your, your entire premise should be, okay, if we're running the ball, we need, we need the guy with the for sure hands because he's got to hold on to the ball, and we need to be eating as much clock as we can mm-hmm. because we'll turn the ball over, I mean, you went 74 yards, but you give Miami the ball right back.
2: Yeah.
0: And that wasn't for Simmons picking off Fitzpatrick in the end zone. Yeah. When, when he threw that into double coverage, for whatever reason, that was the, probably the dumbest read he had <laughs> all day when yeah. he took over. Yeah, yeah. Outside of that, if he didn't throw that into double coverage, chances are this game's tied and we're looking at overtime. an overtime game,
1: 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you saw, you saw the Broncos' defense rise up to the occasion. Um, I also loved that Shermer. I mean, like I said, Shermer called probably his best game of the season um, because he got away from the pass. And we were able to run the ball a grand total of 30 times. And if you're ever, ever able to run the ball 30 times in this league, usually it means you're coming away with a W you know, just game management, clock management, all that stuff. Um, But, uh, but yeah, they're, you know, they, they, they looked really good. Um, Just with, you know, it was like, you never never really, I mean, they they like being in that underdog uh, role, you know, they, they like it when the media counts them out um they like it when the media says Miami's going to come in and beat you guys and they have a guy that started four games you know um and a guy that started four games it, it, and has been at best you know a game manager um so you saw the Broncos defense just eat which is what you wanted to see um i mean Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed were just forces to be reckoned with, and on the opposite end of that you had Garrett Bowles just you know absolutely destroying his blocks and pancaking people. I mean he sprung Melvin Gordon a few times, and yeah you you just saw the the dominance of Denver's lines both take over this game in in the best way possible um for Broncos fans so
0: Here's the thing for me, though, is even without a Drew Brees led New Orleans Saints coming up on Sunday, mm-hmm. you really need to see that exact same game that we just saw on. Oh, yeah. On Sunday against Miami. I And I mean, finishing 500 really isn't out of the question at the same time. You you, you got it's got to be a sustained effort at this point. I agree. I mean, I mean you still turn the ball over twice. You are still way up there in turnovers this year. Offensively, you are not creating enough turnovers either. Oh yeah, but I mean,
1: did, Box thrown more more picks than touchdowns this year. So, uh,
0: and and I mean, th- this was only the second game all season where their expected points for offensive and defensive were both positive. The, only yeah. the second time and the only other time was against the lowly New York Jets who really are bottom feeders.
1: Yeah, I mean, 0-10 for a reason, right? Exactly. Um, but this was uh, like the first really good win um, of the season. I mean, you know, beating the Patriots is always nice too. Um, beating the Chargers, always nice. But the Chargers are going to charge her, you know. They're going to find a way to screw up games late. It's what they do. At least that's the mantra this year. Um but, uh, but, yeah, kind of a, a resurgence this week um, just in how they were playing. I loved the way that uh, – I loved how – the way that Philip Lindsay ran the ball. Um, he also broke off a 20-yard run that was, I mean, fantastic. I mean, him and Gordon were basically side-by-side, even in carries, which you know is good because you, it's like, okay, Shermer is committing to the run. He's actually using our guys, you know, um, playing to our strengths as a team. With that he he masked Drew Locke's um just inexperience in just throwing quick quick reads, you know, and just hit the open guy. And so you saw him spread the wealth. Um and yeah, for for the most part they looked uh, they looked pretty damn good against that six and three team at the time. But yeah, going in with uh next week coming into the Saints, um it's it's gonna be it'll be interesting. Um, like you said, without Drew Brees Taysom Hill's decent he, he's a decent quarterback, but he's not a true quarterback. He's more of just a runner,
0: um gadget type player. Um Well and it'll I be mean, interesting. That was like one of the big talks in our fantasy football group chat this week was that the someone I don't remember who it was, their flex guy was actually the, the oh. starting quarterback oh yeah and two quarterbacks yeah, that was, playing this uh, week that was Christian <laughs> yeah two yeah, two quarterbacks yeah. playing this week I mean <laughs> it's insane, right and thank God for the Browns defense for me thank God yeah. that, that secured yeah. my win I mean luckily yeah. every one of my guys outperformed yours so I mean across the board I won that matchup a hundred percent and now back to 500 oh, to against you. you on the year so
1: yeah that was that was a good
0: game man I'm I still mean, on the outside looking in but nonetheless.
1: Yeah, yeah, I dropped from playoffs because of that. So now you and me are at the same spot. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, um, you know my team had a down week this week. But but yeah, you, your guys just you know they, they did well. You dropped to think 178 on me.
0: Something so you like can't that. really win yeah, 178. Yeah, you, dang. Yeah. So I mean, Deshaun you know, can't win if you don't off. score
1: 178.
0: I mean, I mean, Deshaun Watson went off with 33 yeah. points. Derrick Henry got me 20. Tyreek Hill actually had a good week and got me 27 points. Yeah. I mean, Chase Claypool, which was probably one of my best free agency pickups I've had, was a, was a solid pickup. And then the Browns defense, who I picked up because the Bears were on a bye week. I was like, I yeah. just need a defense, and they put up freaking 20 points against Philadelphia. There you go. I was there like, you go. I, I'll, I'll take that, 100%. So yeah, I had, I had the
1: Chargers D going up against the Jets, and for a time, they had 20 points. And I was like, okay, like I could see something happening. And then, of course, Chargers are going to charge her, and uh, they dropped to about 11 points in the span of three minutes left in the game. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, good win. Um, hopefully I'll see you in the playoffs because that's where I'll be in
0: two weeks. In, in I'll be in the loser bracket. Uh, I'm not too concerned about that. <laughs> I'm not even worried about that at finger. the moment. I'm like, I'll take the loser bracket. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, I'm still I'm, I'm tied with um with Trevor for second in our division, but he's got yeah. the head to head on me, so. But I think I play him this week, so we'll see mm. how that goes. I have no idea who I play this week, to be honest with you. Oh no, I play. Oh hell, who's this? Oh, I we'll play Christian. Play Christian. Fun. <laughs> uh, boy, that's gonna be a fun one. Ooh.
1: Shit. Yeah, I've I've got I've got Kevin on the on on the matchup today this week. Um, should be interesting considering the history between our two teams. Did mm-hmm. uh, you know? Pretty crazy trade. I traded him, you know, a couple good wide receivers and Michael Thomas and Kenny Galladay uh, for Josh Jacobs and Justin Herbert and Robbie Anderson. But we don't really talk about Robbie Anderson. Um, but yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see whose team uh, whose team prevails here. It'll be it'll be interesting. Um, but kind of. Uh, Kind of snapping away from football here. Uh, Let's get into just some of this, some of this uh, Nuggets news that we've been hearing, just on the around the airwaves and um, some pretty. I mean, for me, uh, there's a lot of fans that are worrying about Jeremy Grant.
0: Dude, you got blown up on Twitter this week. Like you got blown up on Twitter.
1: I did. I did. But, I mean, those people, it's like they didn't see past one series. You know, you have to look at the season as a whole for Jeremy Grant. And even in the playoffs, before the Lakers series, Jared, he wasn't that great. He didn't help out much against the Jazz. He didn't help out much against the Clippers. Um, the, The only only time you saw him kind of come into his own was when he was guarding LeBron James for two games. And because of that, he got enough, you know, got enough recognition to, to see if he can be the guy uh, somewhere else. But Nuggets fans are unhappy about, about this. You you know, I'm not. Um, And and for a very good reason uh, that we'll get into here um, in a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, what would you say, just their overall uh grade would be um just kind of after after the draft here
0: I don't want to give a grade, however, I want to give a I don't want to call it like a hypothesis what am I looking for um just just like a a general yeah. view statement yeah <laughs> I believe that we are seeing the the uh the the true oh god, I'm losing. It. I had it and I lost it. Um <laughs> the the true changing of mindset within the organization, and we're seeing the maturity of Tim Connolly as the general manager, and we're seeing him turn into Joe Sakic status. He's not there yet. I want to give it two years and then let's revisit that because I think in two years that's going to say a lot. Yeah. Because what we're looking at right now with the departure of Jeremy Grant, they offered him the exact same deal. Uh, According to reports, they offered him the exact same deal, just a lesser role. He was still in the starting rotation, 100%. Mm -hmm. But because we have Murray we have Jokic. We have Bowl now signed to a regular contract, not a two-way. Yeah. I, I mean, we're starting to see the development of Tim Conley, the GM, and how he's developing this team, if that makes yeah. any sort of sense.
1: Oh, yeah, 200%. Um,
0: and, and, I mean, I, I think you put it perfectly on Twitter. I mean, when I look at Jeremy Grant leaving and Mason Plumley leaving, they both went to Detroit. the The biggest thing about Jeremy Grant is that you're right; he was an absolute ghost in round one. He was; he was a ghost. Yeah, you, you saw; you didn't see him. Now, when he turned on, he was on. That, but he yeah. had; to, but he had to turn it on, and he didn't yeah. want to, plain and simple, because he wasn't getting what he thought was his. And with and you said it on Twitter; you said he's Andre Iguodala without chasing a championship that might be the best way to equate jeremy grant leaving because if he stays right he takes the lesser role he he takes the nathan mckinnon route i will take less money to win a championship with this team Mm -hmm. and we talk about that all the time of that's the guy you want on your team Yeah. You want the guy who's not going to take up a tenth of your cap space, a la Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, obviously. And like, uh, you want those guys who are going to be your top guys and are there to win a championship with this team in this location because they want to do something special whether it's a lesser role, whether it's the number one role, whether you're the, your go-to guy for sh- the shooter, whatever it is, right? Yeah. If he's not that, he doesn't want to be a part of it. He wants to be the guy, which is fine. Yeah. That's completely yeah. fine. Yeah. But like that's just, Kobe, it's not going to fit here. And it's not going to fit with Tim Connolly's system and what he is designed to do.
1: Yeah. And uh, I mean, to put it, <laughs> to, to, to put it into layman's terms, um, like Jared was saying, I mean, when, you know, Jeremy Grant, you, you look at Jeremy Grant, and he's a player that, for for the life of me, you know, he, he, ne- he could never really create his own shots. Um, he benefited a lot from the spacing that the Nuggets gave him. You know, he wasn't wasn't this guy that could could suddenly go out and drop 40 you know he he was a guy that had to to space it out he had to create his own shots and i mean the team was very good at giving him spot up looks everywhere but he's not a guy that's usually heralded for creating his own shot you know, that's, that role goes to Jamal Murray. That role will go to Will Barton now that he's healthy. That role goes to Michael Porter Jr., you know, guys that have kind of higher ceilings right now than Jeremy Grant. And I think it's just absolutely hilarious just in the fact that the Pistons spent $85 million on Nuggets backup players this year. I mean, it says a lot about how talented our team is. Um, And what we have waiting in the wings like you said Uh, Jeremy Grant's gone but for the life of me I can't understand why Nuggets fans are so upset about this I mean with him on the floor the Nuggets averaged their worst plus minus rating at 118 with him and Jokic and Murray So despite the fact that he was great, he was, he was heralded as this great defensive guy. Yeah. Sure. He's maybe great defensively in one-on-one situations sometimes when he has to use, uh, you know, his, his length to guard basically on the, on the perimeter. But you saw a dip in Nugget's production because he wasn't a guy that could create for himself. And now he wants to bet chips on himself that he can be the guy to create Detroit with 10,000 bigs in a rookie point guard. So best of luck, Jeremy, we won't miss you. We're chasing championships over here. Um, that being said, Bull Bull did sign that very nice, uh, two year $4.2 million contract, which you know, that means he's going to have an expanded role. And on top of that, I think the nuggets just absolutely fleeced it in the draft again. Um, They, I mean, they killed it. They, I mean, for, for a team that didn't have a lot of high uh, draft capital, they hit the nail on the head. I mean, they picked up ZK Najee, who was just a double, double machine for Arizona in the college basketball landscape. Um, You saw him put the hurt on, on CU a couple times out of the year. I mean, the dude would just go off. Um, And his three-point shot is getting better. Um, They also went out and selected
0: R.J. Hampton. Really quick, if I can intervene. Mason Plumlee leaving, right? And Mason Plumlee leaving and Bull Bull getting signed to the big deal. Tell me this is not everything that's reminiscent of Tyson Berry getting traded to Toronto. And now Kale McCarr has that expanded role and Devon Taves getting the expanded role. Tell me this. And and this is why I want to tie this all in. Tim Connolly is literally turning into Joe Sackick. Yeah. That's no bullshit.
1: And that's a great thing. That's, you know, that's, that's awesome. Um, Uh, but yeah, it's just you know, the Nuggets. When 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 you look at it, you know they got Zeke, they got RJ Hampton to um, off a sign and trade deal with Milwaukee. So you get a guy in RJ Hampton who was a heralded top five in his high school class, and then he goes over to play pro ball in uh, in Australia. So you, you basically just, you know, you watched him develop his game. He's a very, he's one of the fastest players that I've ever seen on the court. And he's a guy that's generally excited to, you know, to play with Murray and play with Jokic. And, you know, he's a guy that could be, you know, just a great utility player. If you're trying to run and gun, Um, he probably won't start a lot, but it's a good piece to have. Yeah. just, you know, waiting in the wings in case something happens. Um, but great move by uh by Connolly as well there. And and we haven't even talked
0: about Campazzo yet. That's the scary part. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean if he if he's expected to come in right and he's expected to play the backup one role to to Jamal Murray. To and and even if he slides into a, a two when they tell you that even, would even, even mean- when Jamal's on the court I mean, you now have yeah. two playmakers and you can still let Jamal cut cuz Campazzo in his two in his two EuroLeague seasons shot an average of 37.5% from beyond the arc. Yeah. So you're basically taking Murray and expanding it into a one and two role at this point.
1: Yeah. Or what you could do is just uh, you know have so, have eventually maybe Campazo start um, Campazzo start as like a as a PG um, eventually, and then maybe just slide Murray over to his natural position at the two, because Murray's not a point guard. He's a combo guard, better at the shooting guard position. But if you get Murray into his natural role with a guy who can pass and sling the ball just like Jokic does, except with more flair, and Grantley—I mean, he just looks like a Harlem Glo- Globetrotter out there. Um, some of his EuroLeague stuff is insane. I'm talking like he takes the ball and snakes it behind someone's back and then dishes a no look pass for some dude cutting for three. Like, it's just fun to watch. Um, plays I mean, right into the style of the
0: Nuggets too. And I mean, like, and and you're going to get a healthy MPJ. That's, that's the other thing that no one is saying a word about is a healthy MPJ. Mm -hmm. So not only add in, add in that, you also have Gary Harris, who's probably going to end up splitting that time with either Murray or Compazzo, probably Barton too. And, and Will Barton, exactly. I mean, I mean, we're looking at quite possibly one of the deepest Nuggets teams that you have seen since Carmelo, AI, um, Chris Anderson, Chauncey. the Birdman. Yeah, I mean, Chaun- yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. this might be one of the deepest Nuggets teams that we've seen in at least a decade. Yeah,
1: and guess what, Jared? They weren't done yet because what Tim Conley did – after this draft is he signed and this is probably my favorite move of the draft. It was a really sneaky move. Wasn't talked about a lot. The signing happened overnight. But the Nuggets went out and signed a guy by the name of Marcus Howard to a deal. And Marcus Howard, for those of you who don't know, only was the it was a four-year starter on Marquette was a big reason why they would have deep runs in the NCAA tournament. And he was a guy that was just a straight up sniper. I mean, he shot 50% from three and he, he was just a guy that was basically like a Steph Curry um, type player for Marquette. Um, but they signed Marcus Howard and he was a guy, Jared, that actually led college basketball in, in points per game last year at 27. And I, I love it, man. Um, really sneaky signing. And that's a guy that can come off the bench and do what you need to do in a specialized role.
0: Yeah, and I'm. I, I mean, we could go on for another 45 minutes to an hour about how deep this Nuggets team is now going to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely insanity how deep they are now. I mean, we we thought they were deep before and going like, oh, you know, it's. I mean, it could it could end up pretty well. No, this is now we're looking at a legitimate Western Conference final contender, if not NBA final contender. Are they to the point where they're going to win a championship? No. I think they're still got a year they, they they're still going to go through some growing pains this year, this season. 21-22 that's when we start talking about getting getting that trophy from getting that trophy and hoisting it in Denver. Oh, yeah. I mean Denver hasn't seen an NBA championship ever. They've seen one ABA championship. And that was literally it. Yeah. And I mean, we're we're progressing now to the point where Denver is going to get away from being a, a football centric town like it has been since the 90s. Yeah. As as much as all of us hate it, in all reality, I'd be willing to bet at least half of the people here hate that it's a football town because the football team has been dog shit for the last well, since Peyton left, so it lasts like five years. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it's now everything is going to be centered around, okay, what is happening inside of Ball Arena? I hate that shit so much. <laughs> it It's all be centered around what's happening inside in inside um, Ball Arena with not only the Nuggets, but with the Avs. And, I mean, even the Mammoth are still phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Of course. And then... How how is that gonna shift the narrative of Denver is a football town? Because that's how it's still viewed. Denver is still viewed as a football town. They're not viewed as a hockey town. They're not viewed as a as a uh, as a basketball town. You want a basketball town? You're going to L.A. You're going to San Antonio. You're you're going literally anywhere but Denver. Yeah. You're going to Detroit, where they have history, Plumlee and Jeremy Grant. I mean, <laughs> like like really. The the most notable thing that Detroit, that the Pistons are known for in literally the last ten like the last like twenty year, ten twenty years, is the malice at the palace. Yeah, that that's the yeah. most notable thing they've done outside of getting their asses kicked in the final.
1: Yeah, Andre Drummond will make headlines a few times. Exactly. But, I mean, they're yeah, it's the Pistons, and it's not for any good oh. reasons either for Drummond, no. No, none at all. Usually not. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, man, with with the Nuggets, I mean. Grant leaves, so what? Um, they who gives a shit? You know they 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 sign a better guy and Jermichael Green, I think, who is you know the same size as Grant, uh, can defend. You know he can defend the wing. But Jermichael Green was a guy when when he was used on the Clippers last year, Jared, in Grant's same role, he shot fifty percent from three. Grant shot 30%. So commonly upgraded in that aspect too. I mean, the, this Nuggets team, they, they might not be as good defensively with losing, uh, Torrey Craig and, um, and what's that guy's name? Oh yeah. Jeremy Grant. Um, <laughs> but I mean, this team could easily put up 130 a game easily. I mean, you will have to outscore them. You'll have to physically outscore this Nuggets team, which will be hard to do um, to to beat them just because they have, you know, so many guys that can, that can hurt you as uh, if you're a coach, you know, looking at how you're going to stop the Nuggets, you're not going to stop them. You better hope we just have an off night shooting in my opinion. Um Defensively another story, but I, I think they did pretty well with what they were given.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean like I mean, I, I said it I said it earlier and I'm, I'm literally gonna say it again. You're gonna see guys who wanna come to Denver to win. And it's not in blue and orange. It's definitely not in purple and silver. Oh yeah. It's it's going to be in the mile high edition uniforms and in those beautiful reverse retro Nordique sweaters. Yes, sir. That's it. I mean, I, I was talking with with my coworker. Earlier. We were watching the the uh, Matt Duchesne trade tree right before we started this, because I thought Bill and Byram was a second round pick and I was wrong. Shocking. Um, not Byram. Uh, who the fuck was it? Uh, Bowers. Bowers, Thank you. Shane Bowers. Oh, yeah. 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 And, like, we we were just watching that and just, like, laughing that that is still such a deep trade because they got Eustace Antonin out of it, too. Yeah. I, I mean,. That dude's gonna be a freaking stud. You retweeted a video of Bowen and Byram literally walking the blue line, controlling the puck the entire way, losing his losing his uh, winger who was covering him because he's a defenseman, and getting a beautiful shot on goal during during the selection camp for the World Junior team. I mean, yeah. And I mean, the world the World Juniors are gonna start here in just about a month, too. Which not only are we gonna be able to watch that. And see Bo and Byram play again, and really just get to see him play against top competition across uh, the in the world stage. Because Byron, because keep in mind, last year at the World Junior, Byram was paired with uh, Connor Timmons at the World Junior. Yeah. So we got to see kind of that develop and how that was going to look. And I mean now. I mean, we were laughing that Colorado is literally stacked for like what the next five years at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least, man. Add in Devonte Hibs—that's just a a freaking joke and a half. I don't (laughs) want to edit this really well tonight because I'm I'm like not trying to drop an F bomb. So (laughs) I'm really trying not to edit this hard. I mean, we got turkey stuff to do tomorrow, but yeah, yeah. um, For sure. I mean, this. Well, I've I said it. Once, I'll say it again, Tim Connolly is moving into that realm of Joe Sackick territory. Mm-hmm. But we need to see how this one develops and how he does at the deadline this year. Because what we're looking at right now, just with this Nuggets team as it is, we're looking 60 to 65 wins. A hundred percent.
1: I'd put the, I, I, I'd put the, yeah, I'd put them at 60.
0: Like I would have no problem wins. I would have no problem taking the over in Vegas at a sixty-two and a half win season on the over under. I would take the over on that every day right now. Yeah. And yeah. that's if, without if knowing stay. how is gonna fit, how Bull Bull is yeah. gonna fit into his role of being a just, just a unicorn. Yeah, just to come in and play for Joker when when needed. But I mean we saw him run the four in the in the warm not the warm game, like the seating games. We watched oh. him run the four and good. I mean, he, he looked like the freaking slender man running, but he got up the four quick as hell. Yeah, so, man.
1: He, he's got a real slim Reaper vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like, I don't know if you've seen this guy's Instagram. I have a drip and it's kind of scary um like drip in a bad way like (laughs) i mean not 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 to bash the dudes like instagram or anything but like it's interesting man like you should you should take a look at that and and let me know what you think um dude's got a style about him i'll say that
0: you'll have to send it to me that's for sure yeah yeah um
1: but yeah just kind of you know in closing here um you just one one question on the other side of the topics that we were talking about so we were talking about you know how how just well off the ownership is um you know concerning the avs and the nuggets right now and, and uh Sackick and Connolly. if you had any say on the uh denver broncos side of things with the end of the year coming up and some important people that need to be re-signed. You would have to pick... I mean, right now... I mean, I'll just say it right now. If you could pick two guys out of the trio of Justin Simmons, Garrett Bowles, and Von Miller, is one of those, if you don't pay them. Um, I mean, they're just... They're at an area where they...
0: They just really, they need to figure out who they need to pay. Um, So, so I have to choose between Simmons, Bowles and Von Miller. Yeah. Well, first off, don't give John Elliott a checkbook. Yeah, (laughs) naturally. Uh, I I mean, at that point, I'm... I was hoping you're going to go a different direction, like like what needs to change? Like, well, fire John Halloway. We've been saying that for the last like four weeks on the podcast. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man. <sighs> Honestly, dude, you get rid of Vaughn. Yeah. I I mean, for as much shit as Garrett Bowles has taken in the last two years, this year has really been a coming out party, right? Mm-hmm. Justin Simmons, really good showing this year as well. Okay. Oh yeah. And I, I understand Von Miller's hurt. He tore his Achilles. I don't think he, he should play this season. I don't. That no. serves no value. You're four and six. The chances of making the playoffs are so slim even with an extended even with an extended uh playoffs. Yeah. Taking in more teams. There there's no point for you to even go anywhere near that
1: is it uh does it sadden you that we might have seen von miller's last days as a bronco
0: no 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 the reason why it doesn't sadden me that we've seen von miller's last days that we saw prime von miller and we and and because the the number one thing he's always gonna remember he's gonna be a ring of famer everybody knows that yeah right 100 like he's gonna be a ring of famer it doesn't matter what's gonna happen i mean hell if john lynch is a freaking ring of famer i mean von miller has to be he's he's gonna be and we everyone's always going to talk about von miller in the sense of the the strip sack in super bowl 50 yeah and how he clowned cam newton every single time they played him yeah how he was a menace to play against against uh, tom brady and added to the fact of why Tom Brady has, an, has a losing record in Denver in playoff games. Yeah. So, it, it just, like, 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 while it will be sad to see someone else wear 58, it, it'll be the same thing as if Bowen Byram comes in and wears number four. It's like losing Tyson Berry. It's going to yeah. suck. There's going to be a lot of people who are pissed, but it's for the betterment of the team at this point, point. and it's for the I betterment agree with of you. the club.
1: I agree with you, and you know Vaughn w- with him just being such a such a transcendent player um, in the league, I mean there was even a snippet from uh, Derek Carr was actually talking about Vaughn Miller the first time uh, when, when the Broncos played the Raiders this year for the first for the first time they played him Derek Carr was was interviewed about Vaughn Miller and he gave one story and it's basically all you needed to know. You know, that story sums up Vaughn as a player. Um, Basically just said, when I snapped the ball, I was in shotgun, right? So, so when Derek Carr snapped the ball, he said he could see the ball traveling and he could see Vaughn literally in line with the ball coming off the edge. And he was like, at that point, there's just nothing he can do. He's such a great player. He said the ball hit, car in the chest up, off the snap Vaughn was immediately on him and he was like as soon as I knew he was like the dude was running the other way with the ball in his hand and I was on the ground um, just hell of a player but I agree with you when, when you look at Bowles and Simmons what you have to do if you're the Broncos is sign Simmons to a multi-year contract the dude has earned it dude is one of the few players that you have drafted and stuck with it in development and he should be a staple on this team for a long time in my opinion um Garrett Bowles on the other hand you know he played a great year this year but I don't think you pay him yet I I think hey you know slap the franchise tag on him give us another year of what you just did then we'll talk extensions um but uh, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to spring that one
0: on you just for fun. Um, well, and and here's the do other thing too: do one, you, you keep the youth, right? Yeah, Every, yeah, everything's you about to. keeping the youth at this point. You have to if your you're head. if you're gonna put all the stock into Drew into Drew Locke and Philip Lindsay, right? Why not just accentuate it? Exactly. And instead of holding on to a guy who, yes, huge fan favorite. Guess what? Demarius Thomas was a fan favorite too. Yep. Julius Thomas was another fan favorite. favorite. Emmanuel Sanders fan favorite. Everyone's got to go at some point. True. Like, like, like there's very few instances anymore where someone stays with the team their entire career, especially in football. That very rarely happens. I mean, hell yeah. Tom Brady just went to the freaking Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Of all places. He went to freaking Tampa. <laughs> Right?
1: Dude thought he was gonna win in Drew Brees' division. Think again.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, at that point keep the youth and you say let's let's retool, and if that means we're rebuilding like we have been for the last three years and have to rebuild for the next five, so be it at that point. And get better at drafting and get better ownership. Because this bull and trust shit ain't working. (laughs) Very true, man. Very true. They have hit the
1: nail on the head fast few drafts. I think um starting with Lindsey's draft, you know, I think they've done well. Um but always, you know,
0: always room for improvement. Here's um, what here's what I want to see. Okay, Here, here's just what I want to see. Flat out. If there's a quality guy from Air Force, CSU, CU Wyoming, ASU Arizona places who are typical who are used to playing in higher altitudes because they have to travel to whether it be Boulder, Fort Collins, they got to go to the academy, whatever. You have guys who are more apt and ready to play here for eight of your 16 games and ready to train here yes they are professional athletes yes they are at the top of their class at the same damn time this is the same problem you see with the rockies pitchers you take guys from arizona from florida from texas from california who don't know how to pitch at altitude why is kyle free so successful he freaking pitched at thomas jefferson high school in denver yep <laughs> I, yep. This is the it's the most mind boggling thing I cannot wrap my head around is why we are not using the resources we have at our disposal to build the best team possible. Because guess what? Colorado guys can go anywhere. Yeah. Very true. Hell dude. Very true. Like, like if you if you and I went to a soccer tournament right back in the day, we went to a soccer tournament. We went to, let's say, uh, Surf Cup in Cali. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most notable soccer tournaments out there for youth sports. We go to surf cup. How long can we run for out there? Yeah. I mean,
1: (laughs) you're not wrong. This this isn't, this isn't
0: rocket science. Yeah. Hell dude. I graduated with a sports management degree and I understand that. (laughs) Come on.
1: Yeah. 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 Feel that. Feel that for sure. Um, but uh but yeah we are we are nearing the uh the hour mark here. Um anything you wanna say before we uh kind of close up
0: No, nah, I mean biggest thing is obviously be safe this uh tomorrow during Thanksgiving. Um there's we are just inching closer and closer to purple every single day it feels like. So I mean and I, I mean, obviously, everyone's gonna hang out with their family. That's not shocking, any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I mean, obviously, just be safe. Don't go like way out of your way to do something stupid. I mean, I know I'm. I'm just going to see my family tomorrow and going down to Springs to see the other half of the family as nice. well. But that's that. That's literally it. And then I'm coming home and going back to bed because I got to work at eight thirty on Friday morning. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you no rest for the wicked on that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be a good time to see the family, you know, get some uh some good food in the stomach. Um It'll be yeah, just you know, everyone remember to uh to just take some time and um you know, really just uh I mean, hell, you know, be thankful for what you have right now. You know, um, there's a lot of people right now that are in a worse off situation than me and you right now. And, uh, yeah, we just gotta, you know, we have to, to always remember that. And, um, you know, at the same time, you know, I never take a day for granted. Um, so it'll be a good holiday season. Um, we are looking forward to uh, continuing our Eagles series as well with uh the friends Scott McDonald and CeCe Hockley. That should be a ton of fun for um the end of the week here. Uh but from all of us here, um, you know, from, from me and Jared to, to all of our listeners out there, uh everyone just be, you know, be safe, have a great Thanksgiving, eat some bomb mac and cheese, turkey, ham high drinks, always drinks, and uh yeah, hang out, be thankful, break bread with the people that you love. My family home for the holidays, I'm in the studio
0: cooking up music, cause I know I never got time to waste, this is a decision I gotta make, made it here, I can't stop now, had to make what I got now,
2: this is the life I chose, seen the highs and lows, I've been getting what I want now. Underground the Jelly Belly
0: Factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean I've done it
2: again!
0: Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <coughs> Dare to compare. <coughs>
2: Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough?